0: All right. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode six and you're listening to Brooke and Gretchen. Yep. Um, so episode six, we're going to be talking about the short-term accomplishments of the Berkeley free speech movement and what were like immediate um, effects that happened because of the students' protest and all the work they did.
1: And we're also going to be talking about the long-term effects and how the Berkeley free speech movement still affects the campus and campus life today.
0: Yep, um, so you go. All right, so some of the short-term accomplishments was that, which was one of the main issues that we talked about in previous episodes was about how the political tables that students were setting up, um, the administration prohibited them from setting up these tables. So one of the short-term accomplishments was that the tables were now permitted at Sproul Plaza. So they could now set up their tables. And I think this was pretty like significant because the political tables being set up was one of like the main issues and kind of what started the whole thing. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really significant.
1: Also, it's, while it seems like a really small win for them, just the fact that they were able to now have at least one of their outlets of political expression um, that was given back to them is, it was a big deal, especially since Uh, because of the protest, because of just the effort that everybody put into this movement and put into really fighting the board and the chancellor on this decision. Uh, In about December of 1964, uh, Berkeley the Berkeley chancellor, Chancellor Strong, actually accepted the movement um, and it was repealed and the chancellor replaced and elected that year. So Chancellor Strong not sure if he was fired or he resigned Um, but the chancellor position in any regard was replaced and the new chancellor elected that year was much more sympathetic towards the student demands um, and they worked to accommodate them so they eventually they eventually got their way in the short-term run
0: and also in the Uh, long-term run yeah that's definitely um very significant that's a really great accomplishment and another one that kind of went along with like this is more kind of how the free speech movement affected students at Berkeley at the time. And so it was a time when students were connecting their studies with events that were happening in the real world and students were more engaged um, with their communities and society as a whole. And they were concerned about issues that extended beyond the campus, like the civil rights movement into other parts of the country. And um, so that was one of like the accomplishments and just the effects that it had on the students.
1: Yeah, and so those are, that's kind of like, that's the baseline. That's what they got done in the beginning. So what we can observe now much later into the future is that again, in 1964, the academic Senate voted in favor of the students demand with that new chancellor that the university no longer would have that power to restrict the content and the advocacy of student political participation. Um, And additionally, the Board of Regents also established firm constitutional protection of that First Amendment on campus. Um, But in the long term, we can now see that Sproul Plaza, which is where they protested and held most of their events, is still a big open space for a lot of discussion and a lot of political gatherings. You're still going to see a lot of tables for information there. You're going to see a lot of of protests and a lot of gatherings, um, a lot of speeches. So it's still... It's still a pretty prominent part of campus, especially in the political sense. So um, to get a little sad here, uh, Mario Savio, who led the movement, he passed away in 1996 from cardiac arrest. Um, And so a memorial lecture was held at Sproul in his memory. And they named a couple, uh, they named a set of stairs in the plaza in his memory, and those are called the Mario Savio Steps, and you can still see them to this day.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, um, there is something that Berkeley does every year. It's called the Mario Savio Memorial Lecture, and it's an annual fall lecture on the Berkeley campus. And um, this was just put in place to share Savio's story and ensure that the values that the students fought for during the Berkeley Free Speech Movement are um still important today in that people still understand, um, the Berkeley three speech movement and why it was so important. And they want to make sure that the values that students fought for like human rights, social justice, and freedom of expression continue to be appreciated and protected too, because I think it's important to like, let people know that to like, not take those things for granted because people had to fight for them. So it's important to know that we need to continue to fight through those things.
1: Absolutely. That's a great point. And the movement in, um, to piggyback on that, the movement is still celebrated to this day. As you can see, considering that we're doing a final project on it, it is a historical mark in history. Uh, that made no sense. A historical mark in history. Of course, it's a mark in history. It's, historical. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a, it was it's an important Mark. It's an important mark. It's a great moment. Um, and also it just passed its 50 year anniversary that they celebrate at the campus. Um, they held kind of a little anniversary for it there. So it's still important. It's still revered. It's still such a great example of what young people can do when they put their minds to something.
0: And when they come together to like um, just how many people were like coming together and interested in this and wanting to be a part of it is really incredible. Mm-hmm. Very it's Yeah, and also um, it would be kind of cool to go here. There's a free speech movement cafe that was built on campus. Um, I don't really know too much about it, but, but I guess it was just created to, to let UC Berkeley students get a deeper understanding of the free speech movement. And so I thought that was very cool. That is
1: cool. Is it like an actual cafe or is it like a meeting place?
0: Yeah, I think it's like an actual place they can go.
1: Oh, that's sweet. They probably perform poetry slams. That would be incredible. A poetry slam? I want to attend one.
0: <laughs> yeah, so um, I would definitely say that the three speech movement was successful. And I wanted to share this quote that... Um, one A librarian at Berkeley said, and he said that the free speech movement was probably the mightiest and most successful single event of any kind ever made by an American student body in conflict with authority, which I think is very interesting because um, like what you, we just said a couple minutes ago about how it shows what the students can do when they come together and um, really express their ideas. That about sums it up. Put
1: it perfectly there. Thanks for listening. That was episode six. Um, The podcast is coming to a close, unfortunately. Episode seven is going to be our last one. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to send it off to college, wish it goodbye, (laughs) package lunch for it, and it's got to go, unfortunately. No, this has been so much fun. I've had a great time doing this. It
0: has. It's been really fun.
1: Uh, so we've pretty much covered any everything. Uh, our next episode, we're going to be discussing what the movement looks like in the 2000 and 2020s. Um, and I'm actually also kind of excited for this one because there are a couple of examples of Berkeley's protesting spirit that I'm excited to tell you about. So, see you then. Bye.